doohickey, you know, the doohickey that rolls. Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio Time! I'm true with standing in line for some fun to begin, but I found a good thing, leaving me with a grin. It's time for Outlaw Radio to begin. You have the great Billy Gibbons here? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cool. He's very cool. He's just passed out. Yeah. That didn't sound too bad. Huh? The lightning bump flower. <laughs> oh, man. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Allen. Pass me a gallon. Yeah, on occasion, on this uh, particular uh, program, watched on YouTube when they don't decide to ban us, and heard throughout the country and great radio stations, we have legends in the biz. And in this particular biz, little old Magic Matt here from uh, an 1876 Virginia City, Nevada-style bar, is speaking of the rock and roll biz. Shell Tommy, who is no spring chicken. You don't mind me saying that, do? Uh, do you mind me saying I, that, Shell? No, I can. I can hardly say I. I mind since I currently am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You've been around long enough. To, uh, I have certainly been around long enough, right? Well, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. No, let's not end it right now. What, <laughs> oh I, what I'm no, no. You didn't. You didn't let. You did shell. I, 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 I did. I did say I was going to be. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't say that I wasn't going to be around in the future. I said that's been around a long time. Oh, no, you've been around long enough, man. <laughs> no, he's not been around long enough. I'm just saying that he's been around. Let me just finish. He's been around long enough to have worked with some of the greats in the business. What? It, it probably like it's like children in your life. I mean, was it the who? Was it the Kinks? Who? Who did you love working with the most? I mean, or or all of them the same? Um. I guess it's fair to say that I like some better than others, but uh, I did enjoy a lot working with both the Kinks and the Who, and uh, and with Creation, which was even more in particular. I loved working with them, and uh, and uh, Pentangle, another one I really thoroughly enjoyed working with. There's, there's been several I'm pleased to say. I mean, we're talking to the man, yeah. Shell Tommy. You said the Who and the Kinks. I'm already who arranged yeah. and produced. There's a long list. <laughs> you really got me by the Kinks. Yep. I mean, one of, one of my one of the classics, first of all, and one of my favorite songs. I think that's almost top ten for most people. 
And do do you remember like it was yesterday, Tommy? You in the studio when you're producing, you really got me by the kinks. Oh yeah, I remember vividly. As a matter of fact. What did you? What did you change, or what did you want to do that maybe the Kinks weren't totally in, sort of into? But then they said, "Okay, maybe we'll give that a shot." Was there some specific thing in the production of "You Really Got Me"? You know, I don't think I really applied because uh, the way I've always worked is that I spent time with the band and to see what they had in terms of uh, songs and what they had planned for the future and all that kind of thing. So when I heard, uh, let, me, let me back up here. Uh, on occasion, most producers, I think, and it applies to me, when uh, I hear a, a particular song, I think is a hit song, it hits me immediately. You really got me was one of those kind of songs. Yep. That, that's a hit, no question of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were 13 years old. And, uh, and not then. <laughs> no, 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 no. But let's let's go. Let let's jump in the wayback machine. Tall. Uh, okay. Uh, Shel, Shel, uh, I want to say Shell. His full name is Sheldon, but he he prefers being called Shell. And I love that about him. Shell told me, and and why do I know him? Well, this is a man I bellied, bellied up to the bar with at the, uh, well, a, a classic old joint in uh, Sherman Oaks. And uh, the bar there is a beautiful back bar, um, but oh. and I'm going. And please don't take this the wrong way. But Shell, do you have any sight whatsoever? Many more, and I that unfortunately an inherited eye disease, which um, kind of changed my life because I had intended to be a film director. When I found out I was diagnosed with. Besides, I thought that probably wasn't too switch an idea. Yeah, so, that's tough. Uh, I have to find something else to do. But I, I tell you what, it, it it can't hurt you in the production of great rock songs. In fact, I think just the opposite. Don't you think? Uh, you know, I've been asked that many times. I, I, my ears have always been good. I don't think that's changed. They're still, uh, as I think, as good today as they were when I first started doing all this stuff. So, um, fortunately, they work fine. Unfortunately, my eyes don't. Yeah. And um, eventually, it was going to blind me, and it did. Wow. So, there you go. Well, I, I wanted to get the, uh, you know, sort of the bad news out of the way, but but you know, but it doesn't, I, I don't know. Does it piss you off? I, I got to ask, Shell. Does it piss you off? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think I wake up every morning hitting the fact I'm blind. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing I can do about it, so there you go. All right. So, carry on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what are you, you going to do if you're loving right. life and you're at the Valley Inn in Sherman Oaks having a, right. a beautiful martini or whatever cocktail of your choice? Whatever it was. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> life can be good. You're 13 years old. You appeared uh, many times, if, if these facts are true, on the NBC TV television show Quiz Kids, which was a question-answer program from Chicago, and so what did what? How did that help you? What did it do for you in in the business? Okay, well, I, I, I guess let's start with the fact that I was 
probably we could call me a smart-ass kid. Okay. And, uh, and a teacher sent in my name, because I, I used to get straight A's without really uh, trying to uh, sit there and figure out where everything was, uh, to this long-running Quiz Kids show, and uh, which surprised me. And they called and asked me to audition, which I did. Evidently, I passed it. And um, I got on the show, and I was on there for about a year and a half until uh, their sponsor dropped them, and they went off there after umpteen years. It was. It wasn't long after that. Uh, so, by the way, the sponsor dropped him not because of you. It had nothing to do. No, with no, you. nothing. Do, nothing to do with me. Okay. Yeah. No, you were. A, you were a hit on the show. But well, but, I, I did well on the show. Let's put it that way. I was. I, I was on there for, um, for quite a number of times until like suddenly went off the air, and I thought, well, okay, that's, you know, what's next? Yeah. Well, being be uh, Shell told me that you graduated from Fairfax High School here in Los Angeles right. in 1955. Right. That means you've been in this town a lot of years. I mean, a lot. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I was uh, moved from Chicago when I was, uh, my family moved here when I was about 15 and a half, I think. And uh, I've uh, been here pretty much ever since, except for the 17 years I spent in London, of course. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Okay. So here, here in Los Angeles, that's the, if I'm not wrong here, that's the same high school that uh, Jerry Lieber, AMN, uh, A&M label owner and performer Herb Alpert, uh, Michael Jackson, producer Phil Spector, they all attended that high school, correct? Right. Yeah, absolutely. It, was, it, it, it has been known and probably uh, a good reason for it. The, the, the music school. A lot of um, very, a, a, a number of people uh, who wound up in music went to Fairfax for whatever reason. Well, speaking of Herb Alpert, have you? I bet you have. Have you been to his restaurant, uh, Vibrato? Yes, been there several times. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and you're probably a fan. Did, you know, I I didn't dive deep enough to know. Did you work with uh, Herb Alpert? No, I never did. Unfortunately, I was uh, I, I went to, as I said, spent 17 years in London, and uh, perhaps if I hadn't gone there, uh, that might that might have happened, but it never did. It was 1962. Uh, this this esteemed man, one of the great uh, one of the great rock and roll producers of all time, uh, jumps on a plane. I'm assuming it's a plane to Britain. Yep. And it was supposed to it was supposed to be a five week European vacation. You went with, uh, you hardly had any cash. You thought you might be able to work for a couple weeks to earn some more. And then a, a friend of yours, a producer at Capitol Records, gave you a stack of acetates. And hey, kids, acetates, those are 45s or those are 78s or those are those are record albums to take along with you to use. It, and it, so, so you could get a job. And it worked. Uh, yeah, it actually only gave me two acetates, but one of them happened to be Blue Rolf, and the other one happened to be the Beach Boys. And um, when I, I uh, got to go and talk to uh, the head of A&R at DECA, 
uh, he said, what have you done lately? And I said, here is what I've just done, listen to it. And he said, good, he did, and he said, you start today. So, <laughs> okay, 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 I gotta look, I, I, hold on, it, okay, so... The, the acetates were Music in the Air by Lou Rawls and Surf and Safari by the Beach Boys? Correct. <laughs> That's not a not a bad start, huh? Those, those are that, kind of big no, deals. Yeah, it, it's, yeah even, even though I hadn't done anything yet, so it was a nice start, yes. So the guy at DECA <laughs> says, okay, you start today. Man, man, right. I mean, you, you had to pinch yourself, didn't you? Um, I, I didn't care because of the fact, as far as I was concerned, I was going back in, you know, another couple of three weeks, so it didn't matter to me. Uh, I thought I might as well be brash because I was American and I expected to be brash. And um, Dick Rowe in particular was very pro-American and he liked brash Americans. And uh, so I didn't disappoint him. And, uh, <laughs> you, but you, you ended up staying in, in Europe how long? 17 years. I mean, that's it. Did you miss the United States? Oh, I went back several times. Yeah. You know, so uh, I think what I missed most was the weather. <laughs> hey, hey, Matt, when you get a second, I have a question. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Tommy, this is uh, my brother, Mart. Marty. And uh, who, uh, you know, Hi, uh, yeah, uh, who, who loves rock and roll. Go ahead. Well, I'm a musician myself, so it just doesn't love rock and roll. I played in several bands. But anyway, so my experience. I'm glad we cleared right? that up. Well, who I, loves rock and roll? I am so glad we cleared that up. Man, now we're on to something. Well, don't, 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 yeah. I mean, if you're going to introduce me. Shell, can... now we're going in, we're heading in the right direction. Okay. All right, my wow, brother Mark. Man. Go ahead. Musician. Anyway, oh so. God, he just he, he can't let it go. Well, you're unbelievable sometimes, man. Me? Get out of your own way, bro. <laughs> Me? So I can get a high pitch voice? Hey, listen, I hate to interrupt your argument here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, what, what's the question? So, so right, no, it, was about, it was about the who. And uh, so well, you, hold on, before you continue, hey, you know you know about sibling uh, ri- rivalry, but. I, yeah, I think I've heard about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you, but are you an only child? No, I have a, a brother who is extremely smart and uh, is one of the great authorities on linguistics uh, worldwide, that is. Well, I'll tell you what. See, you're a lucky guy. You have a smart brother. Okay, back to my mm-hmm. brother, Mark. <laughs> Gee, go ahead and laugh all you want, clowns. It's all good. Go ahead, Mark. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so I was talking about the, I was going to mention the Who. You're in the studio with the Who. I don't know how many projects you worked uh, on of theirs, but uh, you got to work with Keith Moon, correct? Oh, absolutely. He's still, in my opinion, was the best ever band drummer of all time. I, you know what? I think Bonham was, but that's my number one. Moon is probably my number two. But but I, okay. but 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 Keith Moon. I was going to ask you because you know he's known as this crazy animalistic man, just bashing his jaw. I loved how he hit so freaking hard. Solid, he did. It was great. Everything yeah. was that his personality. Was that him when you worked with him? Was that truly how he was? Kind of just always. He, he was. Um, see, how do I describe Keith? <laughs> Keith was loved life. Did a uh, was kind of wild, yeah. but uh, a really good guy. He was actually my favorite out of who. Really, your <laughs> favorite? You know, yeah, no, we got along great. He was he was terrific, yeah. and he was uh, he was actually brilliant. I mean, my basic who story is that. Um, when he was, you know, I, uh, when I was started engineering, I spent a lot of time because I wanted control of the 
uh, the drum set, I started experimenting and found a way of how to mic drums with a dozen mics at a time when everybody wow. was using three or four mics. Yes. So in any event, we get to, and I brought that to um, London with me, and, and everybody said, you know, that's going to it'll fade it doesn't work you know I thought I guess you just have to listen and when they did you know a month later they were trying to use 12 mics anyhow we're going back to uh, Keith uh, to Looney and um, uh, I said because he was as you know how wild he was he he would um uh, uh, shake his arms around and and hit drums and all that kind of stuff. And he came close to a bunch of very expensive mics. And I said, um, Keith, do me a favor. These mics are really expensive. I don't, <laughs> care, how close, I don't care how close you get to them. Don't effing hit them. <laughs> and, and, and he That's said, great. no problem. And uh, he came within a millimeter. He never hit a mic. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. I love that. It's a great story. Well, you have to take care of the equipment, man. <laughs> see, that is, see, Shell, Shell Tommy is not only a tremendous uh, rock and roll producer, but he's a great businessman. <laughs> hey, Shell. Hey, Shell, yeah. Shell, say hi to my buddy, Tattoo Dave. Hi, Shell. Hi. How are hi. you? It's a pleasure. Yeah. Are you yeah. are you nice still in touch to with any of them? I, I I know the Who's playing on Tuesday here. I'm not, I'm not sure where you're living. Yeah, yeah, they're playing at the bowl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I haven't actually been in touch with them for a long time, but I'm still, I'm still friendly with Pete in particular. Well, it's just Pete and Roger now. That's it. Yeah, right? yeah. but I mean, you know. Yeah, that's, that's the only two left. Right, the original, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. A long-running controversy about uh, about a song revolved around the use of future Zeppelin guitarist Jimmy Page as a session musician on many of many of the Kinks' early recordings. Okay, and let, 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 let me just interrupt you here. All right, I probably, probably answered this question five thousand times. Then do no, Jimmy Page did not play the solo. I really got me. Oh, thank and, you very much. All right. <laughs> I, why? How did that ever start? Why? How did that okay. start? Well, did since it is. With us, I guarantee you. <laughs> I mean, gee, I mean, if, if you had two bucks each time you were asked, well, do the math. Oh, Five thousand. Uh, I'd, I'd be a hell of a lot richer, quite right. <laughs> <laughs> but so you really got me. You used Bobby Graham on drums, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Paige uh, played guitar, <laughs> uh, right. but Ray didn't want to play no, guitar. Uh, no, Paige played really the guitar because. Really? Right. Because, yeah, only because Ray did not want to play guitar. He wanted to concentrate on his singing instead. So I said, that's cool. No problem with that. Yeah. yeah. So you got so, Jimmy to come in. That's so, cool. hey, so. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, by the way, be completely honest. Ray Davies, a cool cat, good guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and, and he's a brilliant songwriter. And, um, uh, I, you know, Ray is, is uh, I think, to prove that is notional, depends on his mood. He, he can have problems with getting on with people. Most of the time he doesn't. He's, uh, he's certainly an excellent uh, songwriter, musician, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I, I've never had a problem with him. Hey, can I, can I ask you quickly, too, just going back to the Who for a second? It's my Pete, brother, Pete, Mark. Pete Townsend. Um, 
his solo record, which I love, man. The the, the album with uh, "Let My Love Open the Door" and all that stuff. I, I love that record. I think that record was mm-hmm. brilliant, brilliantly produced. Did you do that? No, I didn't. No. Okay. I'll, I'll give you the, the quick version of this. Um, I was asked to go see this band called The Who by a lady who was working for me, uh, who was asked. She was asked by the quote-unquote manager, who was Kit Lambert. Um, so I went to go see him. I loved them. I signed them to my label. Um, and uh, let's see. And I, and in fact, I never produced anything for them other than was a hit. Um, Kit Lambert then got quote-unquote jealous mm. about my so-called influence with what he called his boys. Take that any way you like it, you're probably going to be right. Um, uh, and uh, he, he tried to breach my contract. Um, I sued him, and of course I won, but I was never... I never got to re- to record him again. Oh so man! That, uh, yeah. Well, at yeah. least you won the suit. Man. Yeah, but that yeah, that sucks. Yeah, so I mean, that just I, I you know I think we all hate bad blood and and especially yeah. and it's usually over the the dumbest things, isn't it? Well, it's, 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 I think the, the thing we've all at this stage of our lives have discovered is that. Um, there's a whole lot of people out there that you would love to hate. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, uh, uh, Shell told me. Do do yes. you play? Do you play an instrument? I I play guitar and I've done a lot of um, uh, things like that. I did play congas. I I did a percussion. Uh, I am a, a good enough producer not to want to record me. Let's put it that way. <laughs> All right. Uh, Okay, so you, but yeah, yeah, but but, but that says a lot. See, yeah, man. a man, a man has to know his limitations. Absolutely, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know where your art lies and where, and and, sure. and, and, and I bet, and I just, I know the the answer to this question, Shell, Tommy, but the. This is a passion for you. You never did it for the money. The, your passion sort of uh, drove you in the direction of money because you're good at what you do. Am I right? Uh, yeah, 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 yes, you're basically right. And it's a passion, by the way, that still exists. I'm still, I'm still producing. I can't think. Uh, never even considered retiring because I kind of equate that with dying, and yep. I have no intention of doing that. You know. In, Anytime soon, yes. Love that. I'll do until I can no longer do it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love your attitude. I appreciate you. I I truly appreciate this this man they call Shell Tolmy. What a history. I mean, Matt, this guy, I I honestly get... Oh, we we have only scratched the surface. Yeah, hey, Shell, let me ask you real quick. Yeah, yeah, make it quick there, Tattoo (laughs) Davy Jones slash Bowie, what was he like? So David, uh, Bowie, oh Bowie was great. Uh, a, a very good friend of mine brought uh, Bowie to my office when he was seventeen, 
And um, he and I bonded immediately. He was flashing. He actually reminded me of me. Yeah, and and little little known story, because you you did mention David. Davy Jones is David Bowie's real name, but because there was a Davy Jones who was famous for the monkeys, he then changed changed his name to Paul McCartney. That didn't work out. (laughs) See, that was a bad idea. All right, ladies. Ladies and Doberman, I love this man dearly. His name is Shell Tommy. Thank you for spending some time with us at Outlaw Radio. My pleasure. Love him. <laughs> Drinking, smoking, interrupting. Outlaw Radio.